Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Oh, hey, before we start the show, i got to tell you about the Allegedly podcast with my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt. They got pop culture, they got legal news, they got behind-the-scenes antics, and a whole lot of laughs. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Allegedly with Bo and Ryan at thebowenlawgroup.com. Link in the description and everywhere you get your podcasts, of course. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Shit's getting way too complicated for me. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, May 16, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 846 of the Biden-Harris administration, 539 days until the 24th presidential election. Instagram, the Bob Seska. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable, Bob Seska. What else is there? TikTok, oh yeah, Bob Seska there too. And of course, the Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. You say Buzz I won't do it. You said it all. Hello. No, no. Listen to this. Giuliani wants me to get him some more Viagra. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do no. it. Hell no. Yeah. Hi, Hi, everybody. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we are the most trusted name in calling out bullshit. <laughs> Hey, did, did I miss something, or is this something I dreamed? Uh, did Rupert Murdoch buy CNN? <laughs> Not yet. Oh, my God, that, that fake town hall on CNN. Y- you know, in just 70 minutes, CNN broadcast enough lies to actually fill a silo. <laughs> F that guy in his silo. Uh, well, the clock is ticking on that debt ceiling thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in Washington, uh, Democrats are trying to avoid default, and Republicans are trying to avoid to blame. <laughs> wow, that's great. <laughs> hey, and, and that George Santos is slippery, ain't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, when they booked him last week for theft and wire fraud, he, he may have outsmarted the authorities. Uh, the, the officers who booked him say they're now pretty sure he used somebody else's fingerprints. Shares. How, Shares how fingerprints. Do you, uh, how do you even... Uh, <laughs> Ford says it will stop selling vehicles with AM radios. Oh, no. Yeah. AM radio will be laid to rest on Thursday right next to Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> wow. End of an era. Yeah. Uh, oh, and right or wrong, officials say the COVID emergency is over. Wow. I know. I know. I know. I know. But listen, here, here's how you can really tell it's over. The cooks at Arby's have gone back to licking your food. More so, fun, <laughs> more music, the Bob Seska Show. Bob 
little Carlson. My little Tucker. Oh, Rocky Mountain Mike with another Tucker Carlson song. And that Rocky, was- Mount- Rocky Mountain Mike and the cast of Grease, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Excellent. Little Carlson is the name of that one. Okay. Follow so, him on YouTube. Yeah, we just, you know, before the show, Buzz and I had a 20-minute conversation about how much news there was today. Uh, was it closer to 30? I know. That's right. Sorry, I apologize. I know. Well, we talked about other things, but then we share a room, so what do you expect? <laughs> Exactly right. We're holding hands, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. All right. So what we have to do in order to decide what happens first, we got to plunk a couple of coins into the slot machine of insanity. And there we go. Let's oh, see. What do we do? Rudy Giuliani. Oh, no, no. Oh yes. It hurts. Have to. Oh, God. Says here Durham report. We got to talk about the That's on <laughs> Durham That's on the report. Yeah. Oh my God. It's going to be one of those days, Buzz. I can just see it coming down Main Street. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told you before the show, I think my blood pressure's up. Uh, and part of that may have to do with the fact that I'm in Florida, but we'll get back to that. We have bigger <laughs> fish to fry off the top here. So um, there's this weird thing going on right now that we seem to be experiencing more and more often where all the normals go. Well, there's nothing here. What is this? And then the uh, cable news media and the Republicans just are screaming as though they're wearing a beard of bees or something like that. It just, <laughs> it's just the everyone's losing their minds, rending their garments on one side of it, and everyone else is going, I don't see anything here. This looks like a big nothing. We're talking about all the news coverage of the Durham report. Yeah. And, and headlines everywhere saying uh, the Durham report sharply criticizes the FBI for its uh, the way it conducted the Trump-Russia investigation. Uh, the headlines do not tell you the correct story. Right. The story is the, the investigation at a cost of six and a half million dollars found nothing. Yes, no charges against anyone. Right. But at the same time, when the Mueller investigation was happening, and there were myriad charges and prosecutions against many of Donald Trump's henchmen, that was a gigantic dud. I'll never forget when the Barr memo came out, where Bill Barr wrote that letter ahead of the Mueller report being released. Well, I should do the the Bill Barr voice. I don't see anything here. I mean, there's obviously no collusion. I think this is a gigantic nothing burger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he fell asleep. Yes, um, he did that. I mean, before the Mueller report could come out, as, as you all recall, uh, Barr put out his interpretation of it, which was sharply screwed. <laughs> well, that too. It was sharply skewed to Trump world, but we yeah. were sharply screwed by it. Yeah, but that set the tone for how the Mueller report was received about a yes. month later, and yes. essentially the common wisdom became uh, Mueller didn't find anything, which is absolutely wrong. Uh, let's talk about some of the things that happened coming out of the Mueller investigation that we haven't seen any of from John Durham. First of all, Paul Manafort was found guilty. Rick Gates was found guilty. Mike Flynn was found guilty. George Papadopoulos found guilty. Roger Stone guilty. Michael Cohen guilty. Constantine Kalimnik, $250,000 reward for him. Half a dozen uh, other Russians, yeah. Yeah, of course, the Internet Research Agency in St. Mm-hmm. Petersburg has been 
charged. I, I don't know if that. I don't know how they're going to be prosecuted, but yeah, I'm not sure thing. that they can be. But they were charged. Actual yeah. criminal charges did come out of that. Exactly. So you got all these things uh, on top of the fact that we have myriad points where. There were Trump henchmen, Trump operatives meeting with Russians. We've got Trump doing business in Russia on several different fronts, whether it's loans or the Trump Tower Moscow thing. We've got Russia deliberately spreading disinformation all throughout social media to help Donald Trump win that election. We've got the DNC hacking from the spring before. And what the public draws from this, not just the, the not just the maggots are excited about this, but what the general public draws from this is, aha, the FBI was wrong in its Trump right. Russia investigation. That's not what the report says. It's not the truth. Republicans, regardless of the issue or non-issue in most of their cases, Republicans misinterpret the truth. They get out ahead of the truth by misinterpreting it first, and then they make it stick by repeating it often. We're not doing that on the Democratic side. They are where we should be getting out front with the interpretation. Uh, Republicans always somehow manage to beat us to the punch with a misinterpretation that they hammer and hammer and hammer until it's believed. These aren't very smart guys, as the saying goes yet, from Watergate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> These aren't yeah. very smart guys and things got out of hand. We're smarter. We have the more creative people. They just seem to outmaneuver us sometimes. And oh, in this yeah. case, what they've been able to do, and this has happened on many occasions, is they can take something that just has the whiff the bullshit yeah. whiff of wrongdoing, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then they can inflate that into an entire scandal. It's what Donald Trump was trying to do with Barisma, with extorting Ukraine, and trying to strong arm Zelensky into launching an investigation. They didn't want an actual investigation. Trump just wanted Zelensky to announce an investigation. To be able to but, springboard uh, but, a scandal from, right? But he did get Bill Barr to appoint uh, U.S. Attorney uh, Durham, uh, Bull Durham, John Durham, yeah. as, spe- <laughs> as special counsel to investigate the Russia investigation. That's right. And that's what this Durham report is the result of. It's it's the result of the investigation of the Russia investigation. It, 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 charged, it filed no charges against any law enforcement or intelligence community official. Mm-hmm. It got uh, it. It filed two high-level charges. In both cases, both cases ended in acquittals. And there was one low-level case where a lawyer didn't take the right steps uh, to in achieve, in acquiring a warrant, uh, and uh, that that one actually got convicted. Uh, but there is no evidence in, even though this is what Trump wanted Durham to find, there was no evidence in that report of any political motivation on the part of the FBI. Yep. Did they do some things wrong procedurally? Maybe. Was this a deep state conspiracy? Absolutely not. But the headlines are underscoring MAGA's belief and influencing the belief of the folks in the middle uh, to believe that the FBI's Russia investigation was fouled in yeah, some way. Yeah. And and the truth is, if you read that, what is it, 300-page report, there's nothing there. There's literally nothing there. 
And when you hear them complaining about how the indictment against Donald Trump in New York City and how these uh, various grand juries are investigating Donald Trump and they scream about how this is a, a political persecution against deep Trump and Trump's henchmen. Yeah, right. deep state conspiracy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, take a look at the actual history of political prosecutions here. Uh, obviously, the entire Durham investigation was launched in order to go after anyone who combined the words Trump and Russia in a sentence. Right. right. That's essentially what that was all about. Then you got in, numerous investigations about uh, against Hillary Clinton, either before the 2016 election or immediately following the 2016 election. You've got investigations directly against Joe Biden and his family member, for God's sake. That's ongoing right now. We're going to talk about that later on. I don't want to hear any whining about political persecutions from the Republicans. They invented that crap. And, and you yeah. you were saying with even a scintilla of, of a hint of, of um, you know, uh, misbehavior on the part of a Democrat was enough to, to set the Republicans off on a crusade. Yeah. Uh, some of their crusades of late uh, don't even involve that. Some of their crusades of late are born out of nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, one illustration of that is we've got a killer witness uh, to show that the Biden administration is corrupt. We've got a killer witness to show. Oh, oh dear. He's. I'm sorry. We, we're not able to locate him. You know. Uh, yeah. So the killer witness got the big headlines. The we're not able to locate him. Not so much. And it drives me crazy to see. You know, this partial coverage of the news, these headlines that scream Durham investigation sharply criticizes FBI for Trump-Russia investigation. And as you know, that's all people draw from most of these stories is just what they see in the headline without ever reading the story. And I'm sure many of these admirable stories go on to tell the rest of the story, Uh, but that's not what the public sees. And this is such a great disservice to democracy. So Jake Tapper actually said when... When the report dropped, he said, it's devastating to the FBI, and to a degree, it does bullshit. exonerate Donald Trump. Yeah, See, bullshit. That's, that's, that, that's the worst. I, 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 you know, this is why my blood pressure's up today. Yeah, mine too. This is another situation where a cable news network has to be first, and they don't have all the information, and they're, they're blurting something that is completely untrue. There's nothing here that exonerates Donald Trump. Are you kidding right. me? And that's the word that gets out. That's what seeps into the brains of viewers. And then they repeat it over the water cooler or they share it on social media. And then that's how the bullshit story gets out. Bullshit. Because that's how it's being reported on cable news where, sadly, a lot of people get their news. Right. And so America has come away. uh, The the media, I have to blame primarily, for leaving the wrong impression about this story, this development, as they do so many. Yeah. I mean, according to Barbara McQuaid, by the way, who who wrote an amazing thread on Twitter, uh, I'm going to cover some of it here, but she made sure to emphasize that after four years, a review of one million documents, 490 interviews, Durham's conclusion is that the FBI should have opened a preliminary investigation instead of a full investigation in 2016. Oh, my God. That's it? That's it. That's all. So she said here, the the only difference between a full investigation and a preliminary investigation is the duration. 
and the authorities that may be used. This is a hair-splitting quibble, she said, and one on which the FBI officials routinely disagree. Durham also minimized the reasons FBI was alarmed enough to open a full investigation in 2016 based on information received from Australian diplomats about Trump campaign advisor George Papadopoulos. And according to the Aussies, of course, Papadopoulos said, Trump team had received some kind of suggestion from Russia that it could assist this process with the anonymous release of information during the campaign that would be damaging to Mrs. Clinton. So that kind of connects Papadopoulos in a way to the disinformation campaign. Papadopoulos' statement came right after the DNC hack, of course. The FBI was properly concerned about Russia's efforts to influence the presidential election. This was an investigation into Russia. That's what this was all about. And it wasn't just the DNC that was hacked. It was the RNC as well. Russia was up to something, and they were telegraphing that behavior way early in the election cycle. And certainly it all played out exactly the way some of us were foreseeing at the time, which is this massive social media disinformation campaign to help Trump and to hurt Hillary Clinton. This is so maddening. We tried it, as you just said, we tried to call it out before it happened. Mm -hmm. We, and, and as it was starting, we, we tried to call it out while it was happening. We tried to call it out after it was happening and nobody's listening. All they hear is the Durham report sharply criticizes the FBI for its handling of the Trump Russia investigation. That's all the public knows right now, except for the few progressives who actually know what's going on. Plus, what happens is they're combining that myth about the Durham report with the myth of the Mueller report. Right. right. So yeah, between yeah, those they're, two they're, things... They're throwing, yeah. out, they're throwing out the whole Trump-Russia thing. Yeah. I don't know how we successfully argue or relitigate the Trump-Russia case, which is very real. I, how do we do it now? Because we, in the minds of the public, we have lost credibility on that point. Uh, I, I don't know how we bounce back from that it, without evidence and without more evidence and, and actual legal action, convictions, prosecutions. Yeah, and it didn't take any great sleuthing to determine that this was going to be a gigantic story and this could be a, right. an election-altering story. I believe right. Ches and I on this show, mm-hmm. around it was in July, I want to say late June, early July, when that DNC hack story finally came out. We said this is the biggest story, this is one of the biggest election stories of the year. This is a gigantic oh, story. It still it, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it continues to be. We, we had no idea the scope right. of what it was going to be at that time, but we knew already that based on the information that we had in hand, uh, that it was going to be a, a gigantic, gigantic story. Uh, one of those sort of Watergate caliber stories. Uh, Barbara McQuaid added here, great point. Trump yes. had other concerning ties to Russians, real estate deals, Miss Universe pageant, right. loans from Russian leaders, Trump Tower Check. Moscow, campaign chairman Paul Manafort had lobbied for Check. pro-Russian oligarchs. Check. All of the Trump campaign members also had ties to Russia. Mike Flynn was paid $45,000 by Russia Today in 2015 for a speech he gave at a banquet where he sat next to Putin. He later lied to the FBI about his calls with the Russian ambassador, about sanctions during the transition. Uh, Carter Page. Oh, my God. Then Durham criticized the FBI for relying on the Steele dossier for the Carter Page FISA uh, thing, that warrant. Steele dossier was not the basis for opening the investigation, but it makes for a useful scapegoat to blur that fact. And let's talk about the Steele dossier here for a second. Yeah. Because there's this other common wisdom out there that it was wall-to-wall bullshit. 
the right. Steele dossier. The whole thing. Yes. But there are many aspects of the Steele dossier that were confirmed, not only yes. in the context of the Mueller investigation, but the Republican-led Senate Intelligence Committee were yep. able to verify certain things in the Steele dossier up to a certain point, and then the, tr- okay. the trail went cold. Right. And there's going to be, I mean, when all Steele did was collect information from people, things they right. had to say. And as some of those things turned out not to be true, and some of those things were, in fact, very true. It all warranted investigation. But there's this idea out there, much like the false idea that the Durham report was this gigantic condemnation of the FBI and an exoneration of Donald Trump. It's all a gigantic myth. And there's this myth that the Steele dossier is just absolute fiction because of the PP tape and some of the things in there that were unver. It was all unverified intelligence. It was just raw intelligence Ah. gathering. And, um, you know, there were some people who took it really, really seriously. And... But there was validity to that. There was reason for that. It wasn't just wishful thinking. There were things, there were other things leading us to believe that maybe there's something to this document that we don't uh, have confirmation of yet. What do we need to do now? I mean, this is my frustration. What action can I take? What action can we take? What action should be taken uh, to uh, not let this go down the drain of memory, down down the memory drain? How, How do we... How do we, uh, because as I said, in the minds of not only Red Hats, but perhaps the general public, we uh, stand somewhat without credibility, despite the evidence you just laid out and mm-hmm. and, and, and that she laid out, Barbara McQuaid, despite all that evidence, uh, in the minds of the public right now, in their minds, we have no credibility on this topic. Yeah. How do we change that? How do we overcome that? How do we prove they're wrong? Right. Well, it's often difficult to do that when you've got a lot of voices in the traditional press saying that, you, oh, you did get it wrong. <laughs> this is great news for Donald Trump, as far as he goes. Right. You know, and that regarding that, regarding Donald Trump's reaction, by the way, right. it was going to be one of two things, depending on how this report sussed out. It was either right. going to be, oh, my God, I'm exonerated, and those people who said Trump Russia are traitors— and it's treason, uh-huh. and they're all going to go to prison as soon as I get a chance to do it. Or he would have said, this is part of the deep state conspiracy that Durham was unable to find anything. Durham turns out to be a radical left Democrat because his second cousin gave $5 to the Chris Dodd campaign in 2008. It was going to be one of those two things. So you just have to discount Donald Trump's reaction right off the top, which sadly, yeah, yeah, sadly, some people, Jake Tapper, don't do that, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah, and I still see people defending Jake Tapper, and and I hope we get to talk a little bit about CNN at some point. Even though I know it's been discussed much already, I think we have a couple of new things to bring to the table. Let's talk about that here in just a second. I I want to mention this one last quote, uh, just by way of uh, of measure here, uh, from Bradley Moss, who is a straight shooter. He's not a liberal shill. He's not a rah-rah activist either. He's just a lawyer who calls it like he sees it. And and his reaction, his first reaction to the Durham report was, this is it? This is the grand summary? It's Horowitz with some extra commentary. They've got nothing. No grand conspiracy. No effort to take down Trump. It's, you messed up surveilling Page and... Be more careful next time with political-affiliated sources. That was Bradley Moss. And that summarizes everything. 
You know, you get yeah. so many people, and it doesn't matter whether it's at the corporate level or whether it's at a personal level, some group, some organization, uh, some grassroots organization, or if it's a political organization or even an investigatory agency. Sometimes they're going to fuck up along the way. And there are going to be fuck-ups because we're all human beings and humans are flawed. The caliber, the degree of the fuck-ups as outlined in the Durham report, teeny tiny, minor, minor fuck-ups. Procedural stuff and nothing that says intent. Yes, they didn't do a preliminary report when they should have, and there is disagreement within the Bureau as to whether that is even a step that should be taken. So, that I mean, ultimately, that's the extent that we're talking about here. It only gets inflated to the point of being a crisis because Donald Trump and the Republicans inflate it that way because they need to, because that's what they always do. They inflate nothing into something. It's like this investigation against uh, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and this informant that's gone missing. We'll talk about that in a bit. But yeah, um, so just changing gears real quick, uh, back to that CNN town hall. I know you've got uh-huh. some additional things to add to that conversation mm-hmm. uh, that continues to resonate even now that we've gone through, what, six different news cycles since the CNN town hall? Yeah, I'm afraid so. <laughs> I just didn't, I hadn't had a chance to comment it on, on your show yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I've had a chance to... Uh, process it on my own uh, to debate with some people and to find some new information. Uh, first of all, I, I think you and Kimberly certainly uh, already discussed the uh, fall in ratings at CNN uh, post-town uh, hall. Mm. Uh, uh, viewers started tuning out in droves after that event. They got 3.3 million viewers that night. They normally have uh, over 300,000 viewers on a given night. By Friday night, they were down to 100,000 viewers. <laughs> Uh, uh, meanwhile, over at Fox, uh, conservatives, uh, maggots, have abandoned that channel uh, because of the firing of Tucker Carlson. So between those two <laughs> events, between liberals abandoning and, and some moderates abandoning CNN uh, midweek and uh, maggots having abandoned Fox News the week before that, uh, the result is the number one news channel between those three, at least on Friday night, was Newsmax. <laughs> wow. Newsmax beat Fox and and CNN. Uh, CNN was down to and, and Newsmax did it on Friday night with 300 over 300,000 viewers, the number of viewers CNN would normally have. What do you think Fox does in reaction to something like that? Cuz that had to send shockwaves throughout the corridors of Fox News Channel cuz right. it seems to me as if the reaction for Fox News is going to be to frame itself as even more radical. As it, if that were even possible, but and, Newsmax and, and, is more extreme than Fox News for sure. And and but uh, Rupert Murdoch is a business pragmatist, and uh, he he's going to look at the numbers. I I don't. I think I think the lawsuits have Rupert a little gun shy right now, and yeah. I think some new rules are in place at Fox. They're still the same animal they've always been, but they have begun to restrict themselves sharply on certain things to try to prevent future lawsuits, mm. even as they face more to come. I, I, as far as what they're going to do about the ratings, um, I think they're hoping that time is on their side. I think they're looking hard for somebody who can win back that time slot. Uh, but in the meantime, I think they're just sort of, uh, at least on the air in terms of ratings, treading water there until, like I said, things quiet down and they can and or they can find a, a more than suitable replacement. 
Do you, do you love uh, Anderson Cooper's condescending uh, commentary after the fact? Listen, like, why, wait, why wait. aren't you paying? You got to pay attention to Donald Trump, people. Why aren't you doing that? You should. You shouldn't here's, stay in your silo. Here's here's my thought. When it comes to white privilege, no one is whiter or more privileged than Anderson Cooper. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, he, yeah. I, I, you know, it's it's sad, and and I've seen defense on Facebook of uh, Jake Tapper for uh, his report after that. And I didn't see, I didn't, you know, I didn't even stay for the whole town hall, the fake town hall, to be honest with you, which mm -hmm. we now know was, to borrow a word from Trump, rigged uh, yeah. with Trump, Trump voters. And they had been coached beforehand not to boo and to uh, only applaud him and make him look good. The cameras were careful not to show, and that was part of the deal with Trump, apparently, uh, not to show people who disagreed with Trump during his speech. And I understand there were some people in that audience yeah. who disagreed with him. By the way, if anything came out of that, if anything good came out of that, besides exposing CNN for what it is, uh, the other good thing that came out of that is uh, Trump's admission of intent. Uh, <laughs> the, the Fannie Willis case got a lot easier uh, because of that town hall when Trump said he told Raffsenberger, you owe me those votes. Yes. And, and and that that proves that he intended to steal those votes. And on top of that, E. Jean Carroll might launch another lawsuit against Donald Trump because of what he said at the CNN town hall as well. Just... <laughs> I wanna I wanna come back to the town hall, but yeah, on the subject of E. Jean Carroll, this case that just went down where she won the five million dollars for yeah. defamation and for the assault, that's actually the second lawsuit that she's filed against him. Mm -hmm. There is a first lawsuit that has not been adjudicated yet, and when it does go to to trial, they don't have to prove defamation because that's already been proven. So defamation will be an established fact going into this next defamation trial, uh, which is the original uh, case that she filed. And she could get millions more for that one. And as you just said, but wait, there's more. There could be a third. There probably will be. We'll know in the next couple of days, mm -hmm. a third lawsuit. Uh, by E.G. Carroll against Donald <laughs> Trump that could take even more. Well, you know, a few million here, a few million there. Maybe we can hurt the guy. And she's doing this, I think, to a large extent. And her attorney, who frequently fights progressive causes, fights for them, uh, I, I think they are determined to do this not only for themselves but for the American people. I think they have a, a, a generous motive here. Um yeah, and on, on the uh, Friday after party, we went through the Anderson Cooper monologue. So you want to listen to the after party if you want to hear our yeah. whole takedown of what Anderson Cooper said. But the, the big takeaway from Anderson Cooper is that I think very few of us were going, la, 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 not listening. I don't think that was the idea. I don't no. think that was the reaction to the town hall. It was about how they treated him like he was a normal candidate. And that was the, the normalization of Donald Trump, given his horrendous fucking track record. Right. That was the atrocity from CNN. That was the fatal flaw of that town hall. Let's talk about policy with Donald Trump. Let's find out what his positions are on things like taxes and the environment. No, 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 no. You don't, Donald Trump is well beyond that. That doesn't matter. And if you can't figure out how to fact check Donald Trump after all of this time, I mean, we talked about this. I think Hal Sparks should be running these town halls. <laughs> yes. Because Hal Sparks has all of the Trumpisms down by rote. I mean, because he steeps himself in those Trump rallies and those mm -hmm. Trump videos. He knows everything that Trump is about to say before he says it. <laughs> he is a 1,000% expert 
on all of that bullshit that Donald Trump plays with. And so when it comes to CNN, there's no excuse for not no. being prepared to fact check Trump because Trump well, says the same shit over and over and over again. I, I would argue there's no excuse for them conducting the town hall in the first place. Yeah, well, that is also true. Uh, especially under the apparent terms that they negotiated with Trump for that free advertising time. Uh, and and I, that may be contained in here. I, I posted uh, across social media this week. When, while you're deleting CNN from your channel lineup and deleting their app, you may as well drop them a farewell message telling them why. You can do that at this link right here. And then I posted the link. <laughs> um, so here's what I got. I, this is what I wanted to share with you in the audience today. A, uh, a guy writes in, uh, we'll just call him Peck. Uh, he, he writes in, that may or may not be part of his name. But Peck writes, CNN didn't give Trump a platform. He had one already. I feel like this is an overreaction. To uh, which a wonderful woman named Robin replies, the only platform he has is his pathetic social media. It's definitely not an overreaction to give him primetime exposure to spew his venomous lies. Peck responds, why would it be up to CNN to decide who gets to speak to the public? The guy is leading at the actual polls. How is it the right thing to do by silencing him? To which Robin replies, nobody but CNN gave him valuable primetime to continue to lie to America. Nobody silenced him. They either just didn't offer him the opportunity to spew the lie after lie like CNN did. Peck responds, why is the left side of the literal censorship these days? No. Since the, uh, since the uh, silence the opposition, it doesn't seem like you know who you're dealing with. To which Robin replies, oh, please, you want to talk censorship? Look to the GOP. It's not the left banning books and rewriting history. I just want you to, ar I just, you just want to argue. Bye. And she bails out. And she says, a, a Peck comes back and says, wrong. Don't what about me? Why does CNN get to decide who is and who isn't worthy of speaking as a candidate in the United States of America? Why should any press be against or for him? And uh, finally, I chime in. <laughs> to Peck. <laughs> CNN didn't decide who gets to speak. It decided to amplify and give more voice to a man who tried and is trying again to overthrow democracy, a man who's an accused felon, a man who's a court-documented sex abuser. Anyone who thinks such a man should be given an amplified voice is just as culpable in these crimes as he is. Uh, and I wrote, uh, also, Peck, don't bother to respond. You've said your piece repeatedly. And uh, then I get... And then I get from uh, a guy named Jim chimes in. He says, actually, Buzz, I think the moderator did a good job of calling him out on his lies and trying to stifle them. It, it was those mindless sheep in the audience that were cheering and laughing with Trump that made me sick. Okay. And I wrote, you're okay with CNN amplifying him for the benefit of the sheep? <laughs> you know, so this went on. Here's another one. Uh, I don't agree with the action of uh, giving CNN the can cancel culture uh, heave-ho. And uh, he goes on to say, I he basically both sides it. And uh, I say, uh, here we, I, I, I don't know, it goes, it goes on, but I, I end with, uh, uh, he gives me a chart. And I say, there's no negating the fact that CNN gave a broad platform to a man who's tried and still tries to overthrow democracy. Again, court-documented sex abuser, accused felon. This transcends politics. This was and is despicable. And that's... Uh, that's yeah. the debate that we've had. Yeah, it's it's totally despicable. It's despicable. But just yeah, just just know that those views are out there and uh, often among our own. First of all, Donald Trump has 
I don't know how many different platforms for him to inject all of that awfulness, the anti-democracy, white supremacy, uh, just the, the indecency of it all. I mean, there's lots of platforms for him to get the word out about his awful, awful agenda. It's not as though uh, CNN saying, hey, you know what, maybe we shouldn't treat this guy like he's a regular presidential candidate. That is somehow silencing Donald Trump. Are you he fucking has- kidding me? He has not been silenced. No. Do you see? Do you see any evidence that he has been silenced? Not having that town hall would not, did not uh, silence him. Oh my God! Yeah. See, that's the conventional wisdom that emerges out of situations like Jake Tapper's monologue or Anderson Cooper's monologue. People get the right. wrong idea. They drive by the issue. They feel like they've got a grasp of it, and then mm-hmm. they start blurting things about it that are ill-informed. And then right. that metastasizes. That tends to grow and get worse, and more more people start to repeat that to rubber stamp that false mm-hmm. idea. And that's how we end up losing elections, because people start giving Donald Trump the benefit of the goddamn doubt, which he does not deserve in any way, shape or form. His track record has made him a pariah and he should be treated like one. He should be treated like an outcast. He should be treated like someone who had he had he had his full druthers, had he not been relentlessly investigated and and held accountable. He would have done far worse as president. He would have done far worse after the 2020 election leading up to January 6th. These are all things that he was only restrained, in some cases, by some of his own people. Had it not been for cooler heads, we'd be in a lot worse situation. And so we're going to take this guy and we're going to plunk him down in the middle of the town hall and ask him questions where we know what the answers are going to be already? Mm -hmm. We know what everything Donald Trump is going to have to say, whether it's E. Jean Carroll or whether it's Jack Smith or whether it's Fonnie Willis or whether it's uh, January 6th or whether it's Zelensky and Ukraine and the impeachment or the impeachments, I should say. Mm, yeah. We know all of his answers. What's the point of putting him on TV and treating him like he's Joe Schmo who just threw his hat in the ring for the 2024 presidential election? It's it's I, only going to help him and shave the, the rough corners off of a terrible, terrible human being who has no business visiting the White House or vi- even visiting within a certain... There should be a restraining order <laughs> about coming anywhere close to the White House if you're Donald least- Trump. At least one progressive group is filing a complaint with the Federal Elections Commission uh, accusing CNN of making an in-kind campaign donation and not registering it. Uh, th- that's really what this was, especially since uh, apparently, clearly, the, the, some, many of the terms that shaped the appearance of that broadcast were negotiated with Trump with the accused felon. And, uh, you know, and I'm seeing a lot of both sides uh, more and more. I, I've seen an argument that said, uh, well, uh, Buzz, uh, the Red Hats are dug in. You're not going to change any of their minds. Uh, the, the progressives are dug in. You're not going to change any of their minds. Uh, it was good that the CNN had the town hall because independents need to see what a creepy is. Oh, I think independents already know what a creepy is. We didn't need to give him this a patina of of authority this normalcy of, yeah. of normalcy of yeah. credibility we were making him look not only normal but credible yeah. by uh, giving him this this platform an accused felon ladies and gentlemen uh, a court documented sex abuser uh, a man who's about to face many many more charges uh, and, and that he is clearly of which he is clearly guilty 
Uh, no, we don't give airtime to accused felons. Uh, and and uh, it's interesting that he's the first and only candidate with whom uh, CNN has conducted a town hall uh, among declared candidates. Well, you know, I'd be okay if CNN had him on, even in a town hall format, if there had mm. been adversarial questions, if there had know. been a full accounting of his various crimes and misdeeds yeah. and awfulness, be, and they had prosecuted executed that the way they should have he and trump uh, the, the moderator he or she uh, and the moderator and trump would just be talking over each other for the entire town hall. Yeah, no yeah. i am against having the damn thing in the first place if they're gonna do it they should do it the right way and and they didn't do it the right way they did it in fact the exact opposite of the right way uh, normalizing this guy who has no business being normalized by anyone. He is a if, highly yeah. abnormal human being in uh, every if, way, if, shape, or form. If they apply the rules of debate to this town hall, if yeah. it was a you speak for two minutes, I speak for two minutes, <laughs> I, or, or words to that effect, I can see having that. But seriously, uh, even if you put Hal Sparks in there, bless his soul, and uh, man, that guy is talented. But even if you put Hal in there, uh, Trump would just try to talk over him, and it would be yeah. two people talking over over each other for an hour. Trump steamrolled his way uh, through the Caitlin Collins hour, and he would steamroll his way through any other hour. Do not give an accused felon uh, an hour of free political advertising time, period. Okay. We got to talk about Rudy Giuliani, another yes, Trump, Trump henchman in trouble. And th there's a dimension to this that is... Oh my God! It's 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 difficult to evaluate the different elements of this particular lawsuit as so many in terms of which is the most urgent of them and which is the most uh, important aspect of this particular lawsuit. It, there's so many things here going on. Plus, we got to talk about uh, Elon Musk and his censorship of Turkish opposition accounts uh, right before uh, an election. Musk. Yes, Mr. Free Speech, the guy who can't shut up about how much he cherishes free speech and how much he's a free speech absolutist, throttled the Twitter accounts of some opposition voices let's, at let's, the request of the Erdogan regime. Let's, let's, th let's throttle the voice of Elon Musk. My God, my God. Okay, so if you're pissed off at CNN and guys like Jake Tapper and Anderson Urgh. Cooper, here, here's one solution. You could support independent media, specifically this podcast for just five dollars per month you can support our patreon page as we guide you through all the madness and chaos of our politics all the things that are raising buzz's blood pressure but it's not just it's not just about supporting shows like this one though you're also going to get bonus content as a reward for your monthly support so yes you're going to be supporting independent media but we give back we're giving you extra stuff for that support we're talking about exclusive access to our shadow docket show we record that after the end credits on our Tuesday and Thursday shows. So once we get to a certain point, we stop the free show and we start talking on the Patreon-only Shadow Docket show right after that. So if you're not hearing the Shadow Docket show, you're not getting everything we have to offer on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You're also going to get access to the Patreon app where you can download the free show plus our bonus content, and you can join the discussion with our community of Patreon members in the comments under each episode. All that for $5 per month. $5 per month. You can afford that. It's just pennies per show. So don't miss out. BobSeskaShow.com, Patreon.com, slash BobSeskaShow. And we thank you. Thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska! Yeah, it's brand new music from the great Bill Toms. Yeah. Such a great song. It's a song called Walking on Water. BobSeska.com. Find this episode dated 516.23. Click on that link. That's the podcast page for this episode, right? Scroll on down. You'll find the link to support Bill Toms and all the independent music we play here on today's episode. Thanks for doing that. That's that's going to go into my playlist of smooth summer songs. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's an embarrassment of riches this week. We got so many great music submissions, and um, I'm really excited to wheel out some of these uh, tracks for you. Uh, The second song we have to play later on by uh, this amazing singer from North Carolina. Uh, Her name is uh, Katura Allgood, and I, I can't wait to play that song, too, plus... Oh, my God. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. A lot of amazing independent music here. If you want to submit your work to the show, bobsuska.com slash music. There's a form there where you can send in your stuff so we can play it here. We do not recruit bands or recording artists. Everything we play here is submitted to us. I think that's the most fair way to to handle these things. So we're not uh, playing favorites or anything like that based on who we've gone out and recruited and selected. So we're not, we're not trying to groom musicians, (laughs) but if they want to come to us, they can. Yeah. But highly recommend this new track from Bill Toms. Again, it's called walking on water. All right. Where do we leave off here? We got to talk about, oh my God, Rudy Giuliani. This is uh, like... It's despicable. Yeah, it is despicable, Rudy. Yeah. It was weird. Um, yesterday, I was working on a video about Elon Musk, and two whole news cycles occurred within the span of time I was talking about a news cycle from the day before. Yeah. So it's like I was just talking about something that happened like 12 hours earlier, and already right. I was behind because as I was doing the Elon Musk video, suddenly the Giuliani lawsuit thing came down, and then the Durham report came down at the same time. 
talk about your blood pressure rising. Yeah. <laughs> one of those yeah I, you know, and briefly on the subject of your videos, uh, oh my God, you're doing an amazing job. I'm so oh, proud of you. And yeah. and I, I made that known on social media in a gushing fashion uh, yesterday. And uh, we were told to get a room together. <laughs> and, and I said, well, we, we have one together yes, every Tuesday. Yes, so we do. Here, we, here we are in I, our room. I was so grateful for that. And I'll, I'll tell you exactly why, to be perfectly real and honest about all of this. Yeah. Doing video, those of you who've been following my uh, podcasting for some time now, years and years and years, know that I have totally resisted doing any sort of video, putting myself on camera and doing something where I'm talking to the camera. And I started doing it uh, earlier this year, and it's been one of those things where it's not only been a learning process from how to do it the right way, but then also just the psychological aspect of it. Like, oh my God, I'm now I'm really putting myself out there on uh, yeah, Instagram and TikTok and, and Twitter. There's a bit of insecurity that rises up <laughs> when well, I do these you, things. You, you don't need it. You're doing an amazing uh, job. But not you. only your not only yourself on camera, which is a big thing, but but your editing and where you find these clips. Oh my God! <laughs> and the and the pace and the number of them that really make the whole thing come alive. Your your, your use of them. You're doing. You're just doing amazing work there. Oh, and thank it, you. It, it has you, to be called you. out. And it, it, you know, you've sometimes referred to me as a, a mentor, and I don't know. But uh, what I know hmm. is this. I, I couldn't be more proud of you. The, just having that vote of confidence uh, means the world. And I, I've received similar uh, remarks from other people who I admire as well. That uh, I'm, I'm so grateful to hear that because it feels like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm on the right track with these things because it's it's so, an insecure thing. It's a it's new territory, and I'm uncertain. Is this gonna? Is this something I want to keep doing, or is this gonna be? Right. Am I gonna fail spectacularly in the process of doing these things? So it's just so, it's still in that yeah. early stage, you know. So, so you were doing this video about Musk, which we're going to talk yeah, about in a yeah. minute. But while that was being produced, uh, we got the, the stories on the Durham report and now the Rudy investigation, the Rudy lawsuit. Yes. It's despicable. Yes, he does. He thinks it's despicable. But yes, this woman, Noelle Dunphy, uh, filed a, a, a lawsuit here, um, and she's claiming that Giuliani hired her for business development work in 2019, didn't pay her what she was promised, and then fired her in 2021. The summons alleged that the former mayor made several anti-Semitic and racist remarks during confused yep. and, and hostile alcohol-laced tirades, demanding sexual favors. There are three huge, gigantic angles to all of this. There are rape allegations. We've got potential tax evasion. And uh, the sale or the attempted sale of pardons, where he apparently entered into a deal with Donald Trump to sell pardons for $2 million a pop. And then we split the money, right, boss? <laughs> yes. Holy shit. The White House Plumber series on HBO couldn't have come along at a better time. <laughs> because we really are seeing the new, like, the next generation of stupid. the White House, of, of stupid, yeah, delusional, <laughs> yeah. self-important weirdos who just can't keep their hands on the ball. 
just completely yeah. fumble all the things that they're supposed to be doing. And Rudy Giuliani is, God, I don't know which character he would be from the uh, Watergate era. <laughs> oh, these are new characters. Yeah, this, these are all new characters. A, this is a different time in new characters, but you're right about the stupidity part. There's there's evil intent there, but it's yeah. being carried out by some of the stupidest people around. Here's what I posted to sum up the, the lawsuit. Rudy Giuliani is accused of offering Trump pardons at $2 million each in a new lawsuit, also accusing him of sex abuse, tax evasion, that's huge, and labor violations. The pardon money was allegedly to be split with Trump, according to yep. Rudy in this yep. lawsuit. Uh, I also add, the lawsuit also claims Giuliani told an employee, told this employee, not to talk to the FBI and to Google obstruction of justice. <laughs> <laughs> stupid, stupid. Yes. Stupid, oh, my stupid. God. Just these dummies, dummy, dummies, dummies. Here are some of the allegations that yeah. Miss Dumphy has included in this lawsuit. Oh, it gets gross. Yeah. Giuliani made her work naked, made her perform oral sex. He drank all day and night. He made racist remarks. As I said before, he made sexist remarks, made anti-Semitic remarks. Labor violations. Didn't pay his bills, sold Trump pardons for $2 million. Some of the details are... Extortion. Like trying to get her to take a shower with him. Right. Which right. is just, I can't even imagine what's going on. And and there was talk of Rudy. Viagra. There's In the lawsuit, there's talk of Viagra. There's talk of Rudy's erections. If you thought hearing about oral sex on Rudy was hard to Oh, my God. Oh, my fathom. God. It's so disgusting. Uh, you know, then, uh, you know, here reading about his erections and his Viagra and all that. Uh, yeah. This is uh, this is sorted. But I'll tell you what, this tax evasion story. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I think that's a Florida expression. i tell you what. Uh <laughs> This, this, the tax evasion charge alone could uh, very well and probably will put Rudy Giuliani behind bars, but also uh, prosecutable, and I hope that it is, the extortion that is involved in offering presidential pardons at $2 million a pop to have money to be split with the president, as Rudy himself said. Uh, that's extortion. That's influence peddling. There are, these, there are serious serious federal crimes here. This is essentially a labor law violation lawsuit. No, no. She's alleging workplace uh, sexual harassment. Uh, and and in the course of the lawsuit, she was able to, uh, to, to list a lot of other things that need to be pursued and, and mm -hmm. would be pursued in court under this lawsuit. Uh, what makes this lawsuit so strong uh, is the phrase repeated so often within it, which is, uh, after posting in the lawsuit a conversation quoting Ruli Giuliani, uh, the notation, this conversation was recorded. Yeah. This conversation yeah. was recorded. Those four words, as Lawrence O'Donnell was saying last night, are the words uh, that will be the end of Rudy Giuliani. This is a gross, disgusting uh, listing of the various crimes, some of them, of Rudy Giuliani, as witnessed by someone up close and personal, uh, this will spell the end of Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, I, I think we can call these allegations the full Giuliani. I think we can call them. I mean, it <laughs> oh, really God. is the hat trick between there. There are sex crimes here. Right. There are tax evasion crimes here. You name it. There's a presidential level scandal here. Rudy Giuliani at one point became drunk, this says, and, and fantasized mm. about visiting a hotel with Miss Dumphy, bizarrely saying during a recorded conversation, and Here I love go. those words, during a recorded yeah. conversation, 
that he would tell the doorman to wait outside with the luggage so that we do it on the floor in the living room. We don't even make it to the bedroom. Oh, my God, I'm about to be nauseous. All the (laughs) clothes... That was me talking. That's not the yes, uh, right. uh, lawsuit. All the clothes came off, he said. And telling the doorman, I need time alone with my girlfriend, with my daughter, with my little girl, the lawsuit coach Giuliani. There you, there you go. Many times he said to her that he thought of her as his daughter, and uh, uh, it was always in the context of, do you want to have sex? Oh, my God. This is so, so he's disgusting. he's fine. Yeah. Rudy's fine. He's just fine. <laughs> This became part of a pattern in which Giuliani referenced Miss Dumphy as, quote, his daughter in the context of sexual activity and made her extremely uncomfortable. You think? Rudy Giuliani also made disparaging remarks about Jewish penises. He said in the uh, lawsuit, Giuliani made derogatory comments about Jewish men and implied that their penises were inferior due to natural selection. What is that even? That I don't know if you understand that's, that. That's Hitler speak, really. Uh, Giuliani named a prominent lawyer who he believed would require ten million dollars for gay sex. Giuliani then insisted he was the only one of his male friends who would turn down any amount of money to have sex with a man. Such a stud. Just the thought of Rudy Giuliani in a sexual context is disgusting enough. But to know these details about Viagra and oral sex and uh, you're like my daughter and oh my God, uh, this is as ugly as it gets on, on a personal level. But let us not forget these huge, uh, devastating federal crimes of tax evasion uh, and uh, and this extortion of offering uh, uh, offering $2 million if you don't want to go without a pardon. Thinking about Rudy Giuliani in the shower is maybe the most disgusting oh. thing I can think of. I, I think there's going to be an entire population of men in the United States who, when they want to hold back their orgasm, they're going to imagine Rudy Giuliani in the shower. You, you know the movie. You know the movie Borat, where Rudy lays down on <laughs> the bed and, yeah. and 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 begins to pull out his private parts, and just in the nick of time, Sasha Baron Cohen uh, bursts in to put a stop to it uh, because Rudy thinks he's in the presence of Borat's teenage daughter, all fictional yeah. characters, yeah. Uh, the uh, teenage daughter being played by an adult yes. uh, actress. And uh, to protect his actress, uh, dis- although that was not his plan in filming this, he, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen didn't know Rudy was going to lay down on the bed and pull it out. And when he saw that begin to happen for the protection of his actress, he burst in and put a stop to it. All of that is in the Borat movie uh, that features Rudy Giuliani. And guess what? That clip has been introduced as evidence in this lawsuit. (laughs) The Borat is now evidence in court. Gotta love Sasha Baron Cohen. We we dreamed at the time when that scene came out. We said, well, hey, can't you get this guy on something for that? Well, yes, you can. And Mm -hmm. here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. The wheels of justice grind ever so slowly, but they're about to crush Rudy Giuliani. He enjoyed, apparently, Rudy Giuliani enjoyed receiving oral sex while he was having a phone conversation with Donald Donald Trump. Oh, no. You know why? Because it made him feel like Bill Clinton. That's what. Stop. That's what's. In, it's in the lawsuit. It's. The- I don't want to know this. La 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 la. <laughs> Tax evasion, extortion. Uh, it's despicable. Uh, la la. Yeah, the lawsuit also alleges buried on page twenty-five that Giuliani asked Dumphy for help selling pardons for two million dollars a pop. Giuliani told her that he and Trump quote would split the fee. 
the lawsuit alleges. So I'm wondering at this point, obviously, the Internal Revenue Service is going to probably take a look at these uh, tax evasion charges. Probably, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. I imagine the Department of Justice should, underscore should, take a look at the fact that maybe there was a conspiracy between Rudy and Trump to sell pardons and were any of those pardons sold at two million dollars a pop i i I believe jack smith is already looking into this so this will be more fuel for that fire oh see i didn't know that i didn't know he was looking at selling pardons i I won't swear by it but i'm pretty sure i'll give you a pretty sure on that okay well if he's not already then he's gonna be doing that soon or at least he should be because that's a big no-no I mean, that requires not just an investigation of what Rudy and Trump conspired to do, but it would also require, as far as I'm concerned, it would require some sort of congressional action, some sort of law, some sort of strengthening of how pardons are doled out by the president. And there's only one way that can work, and that's with uh, overwhelming Democratic victories. We are in danger of losing the Senate. We cannot allow that to happen. We are in danger of losing the White House in 24. We cannot allow that to happen. The clock is already ticking on this. I know November 24 seems a long way away on the middle of May 23, but it's not. And we have a lot of work to do and a limited amount of time to do it in. We must hold on to the House. We must hold, I'm sorry, we must regain the House. We must hold on to the Senate and we must hold on to Joe Biden as president. Otherwise, what you're seeing now in Florida could very well be national law. Uh, what yeah. you're, what you, what you've heard out of Trump's mouth about bringing back Michael Flynn could all come to reality if we don't do the work. And that is why today I did place a call to the chairwoman of my county's Democratic Party uh, because although I think we do a great service here with all the talk that we do, I'm tired. At least in Florida, where the battle is intense. I'm tired of just talking. I'm ready to get on the ground and do the work. And as I said before, I'm not, uh, you know, rah-rah Democrats. I'm no fucking way Republican. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, there's no way I would ever, and and not only would I never vote Republican, uh, I, I must work now because of their autocratic position, I I must now uh, work hard on the ground to defeat them. So this is the day. And I'm doing some other things as well. I'll fill you in as as I go. Uh, But I think I have something to bring to the table. And uh, I'll I'll conclude by saying, uh, will you be my vice president, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) I would be happy to. I'll absolutely do that. I'm not going that far, but I think I can help. And I think we need the help. And I'm tired of just talking about it. The talking is great. I'm going to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. But damn it, I've got to do some groundwork. I've got to I've got to get in there and do the real work now, and I hope other people feel the same way, yeah, especially yeah. if you look around what's happening in Florida. Sure, it's just DeSantis, and sure, he's not likely to be the next president, but it is possible if something happens to Donald Trump, his distant number two becomes number one. And and uh, so uh, you need to be very concerned. Uh, I, my Democrats, I, I, Democrats around the country, Illinois, uh, they're very proud of their Democratic state. Minnesotans are very proud of their Democratic state. Mm. I'm I know a lot of Michiganders uh, are very proud of their state. Californians, obviously, proud of their state. You guys must not abandon, and I hope you don't mind if I call you you guys. Sure. But, but, but you guys must not abandon states like Florida 
and Kansas, which is now trying to be like Florida, and Iowa, which is now trying to be like Florida, and Missouri, which is just about caught up with Florida. I have friends and family in these states, dear, dear people. Uh, we are all suffering. We all need your help. We don't need you to abandon us. We need the help of Democrats from across the country to turn things around because this autocratic creep uh, is taking over more and more geographical land in this country and only on-the-ground action at this point, well, not only, but on-the-ground action at this point is a vital element in pushing back. Yeah, yeah, and just to extend that to the national level, and I think it's an amazing thing that you're uh, taking this next step to becoming uh, more active in Florida politics, but on top of that, one of the things that we've talked about over the past uh, couple of shows is extreme movement toward mitigating the climate crisis. The EPA just released new yes. uh, factory emissions standards that will reduce almost to zero uh, carbon emissions from factories by, I want to say, 2038. I think that's the goal. Uh, there are so many other things, obviously, coming out of the Biden administration. You know what happens if a Republican gets elected president in 2024 or 2028 goes, or something about that? It, it, all, it all goes, goes away. away. Goes away. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It all goes away. Yeah. Yeah, so good things are happening. There's there's no reason, as I always say, there's no reason to abandon hope. Right, right. Uh, it's, it, we must, if anything, step up the fight, not surrender. I'm reading, mm -hmm. and I was advised today that a lot of young people are leaving Florida. I'm, I'm sure a lot of blacks have left Florida. I'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, the LGBTQIA plus community uh, is abandoning Florida. Mm. I get it. And especially in the case of LGBTQIA plus, uh, I, I understand the fear that you feel living here. Mm -hmm. But damn, we need your votes to stay and fight. Yeah. Uh, as some of us can't afford to move. And, and while we're at it, we don't want to surrender this state. We don't want to give up or run away we want to stay and fight for the homes that we love so much so uh, those of you who have the pride in minnesota and illinois and california and so on um send a little love our way uh, yeah, yeah. to states like florida iowa kansas missouri etc uh we all need your help uh don't abandon us you have friends in these states uh they may your the blue dots are your friends yeah uh, please please embrace them right whenever someone shares i know you take objection and whenever someone shares that bugs bunny gif <laughs> of sawing florida yeah. off of the rest of the united states there right. are lots of amazing progressives liberals democrats etc who live in florida and are fighting yeah. the good fight and yeah. uh sadly they're aboard that sawed-off Florida that Bugs Bunny is creating. So uh, maybe think about that when you uh, share that particular gift. I get it. I get what it's all about. I understand. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, there are lots of good people who are stuck on that uh, newly created island but, in the Caribbean. We've, lear we, we've learned now that the guy who almost beat, who came within just a few thousand votes of beating Ron DeSantis for governor in that last election, yeah. Andrew Gillum uh, was uh, charged in a federal investigation of corruption. Yeah. And uh, we now know the guy who's responsible for those charges, he's behind bars. All charges have been dropped now against Andrew Gillum, who was apparently drugged and photographed naked. And, and uh, I mean, it was a, a destruction. It was a political uh, a dirty tricks campaign mm -hmm. to ruin the man who almost beat Ron DeSantis. And if it hadn't been for that, that BS investigation, uh, Andrew Gillum, a black man, would be uh, the governor of Florida today. And things would be a lot different today. And please tell me that they can be better here again. 
Boy, that Andrew Gillum story sounds like something that G. Gordon Liddy would have gotten away with. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. More about him in the shadow docket today. Didn't he put LSD on Jack Anderson's steering wheel of his car? So I, he I would, think so, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Got to talk about uh, the White House plumbers on the shadow docket again. Uh, episode drop. three. <laughs> you can kill a guy with a pencil. All right, uh, lots more to get to here. We got to talk about Elon Musk's censorship of Turkish opposition accounts. And this story isn't necessarily just about Turkey. It's not just about Erdogan. This is a story about the United States in the 2024 election. We'll talk about all of that right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. Of your dreams Sing Baby sing Let your broken heart ring Somewhere along the line Somebody said You weren't good enough Somebody said You were too loud They said your edges were too rough Somebody said that you're not pretty Somebody said that you're too old Somebody said you'll never get anywhere So you better go on home But I say sing Oh, wow. Baby, say I don't want to interrupt this. I get it. Yeah. This is a great Katura All Good. Wow. Brand new recording artist here on the show. Just got this submission yesterday and had to rush it to air. What a wonderful song. So inspiring. Especially for those of us who take uh, comments and replies on social media a little too seriously. You only have to judge yourself against yourself. Don't worry right. about any of that bullshit. Right. Don't listen to it. All right. Yeah, uh, you got. I got a link in the description to support Katara Allgood. We're going to be hearing a lot more from her in the coming weeks and months and years on this show. Good. Can't that w- was very. That was very yeah. him like, and I. I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Uh, and and the lyrics so important, uh, so beautifully sung. I'm duly impressed. Yes, it was one of those songs where I just I let it play for a little bit longer than I normally would because uh, you can't interrupt a voice Fine. like that. No. Oh my God! You so seldom 
do we hear just, uh, God, so, such soulful voices, such soulful recording artists. I and we get that. so many of them here on the show. Uh, recording artists who should be topping the Billboard uh, 200 uh, and uh, just how, become household names in the process, winning all the Grammys. And uh, sadly, they don't, but we're going to give them all a special place here on the show and do what we Good. can to get the word out about incredible musicians like Katura, All Good. Link in the description. you got to download this song again. It's called Sing, Baby, Sing. I've got a link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. And uh, probably if there's full descriptions where you get your podcast on your podcast player, there should be links in there. Sometimes results may vary. But if you if you can't find a link in the description on your podcast player, go to bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 51623. Click on that link and you'll find all the links. Not only support Bill Toms and his new single, but also Katura, all good. And apparently she's got a new single coming out later this month, too. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I just didn't want to share uh, this, and I've, it's something I've touched on before, but uh, certain messages bear repeating. Uh, it's a good practice to listen to Bob's monthly uh, music countdown shows uh, because they contain the full versions of all these great songs that he plays on his show. And you could just play, they, they don't, they're never outdated, so you can just play one after another, let them play into each other, and you've got a day's or more than a day's worth easily of, uh, of music to listen to. I'm planning a road trip. Uh, early in June or mid early to mid June, and uh, I fully intend to make Bob's uh, music countdown uh, part of the soundtrack of that trip. So, oh, good. And, and I'm I'm really excited that the music we heard today will be in that next one. Well, sadly, I uh, because of family obligations and oh. a bit of a family emergency, oh. I oh. have not put together the April indie music countdown yet. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I'm looking. I'm waiting for the May edition, or, or maybe you'll put out an April May edition. Maybe. I, I you know what? I think I'm going to do a supersized indie music countdown at the oh, end of bless May. You. Where Thank it's, you. I know you've been busy. I know you've got the videos. You've got the family thing. Uh, you've got uh, another exciting project that you're working on. There's a lot going on with you. Your time is pretty much booked uh, all week long but uh some of us really like this music and we do appreciate the extra effort you make to, to make that happen when you can we'll settle for that when you can do it other than talking to you and jody david kimberly every week right. playing this music is the biggest honor of, of uh, getting to do this show it's just yeah, the, the, it. one of the thrilling things of putting together uh episodes of this show is uh, being made familiar with all of these great uh, recording wow. artists who as, otherwise as, wouldn't uh, have necessarily a, a platform and I'm, I'm happy to provide that platform as, as bob said earlier <laughs> we love it when you submit to us yeah exactly right <laughs> and i'm looking Wait, forward what? to doing a uh, a 36 song countdown next time around. <laughs> the only wow. problem with that is I gotta find jingles that start counting down from 36. I think I only... You. I think they only start at 20, so it's going to be an interesting <laughs> it'll be an interesting countdown. And by the way, the Indie Music Countdown now featured exclusively on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash show, and uh, that is free. That is not uh, a subscription-only feature. We're giving that out to everyone who goes to our Patreon page, whether you're a subscriber or not. So that's what's I, happening with all that. All right. I will remind you that you have uh, an announcer on staff for that expanded countdown. Oh, that's right. Maybe I'll get you to say numbers from 36 down to, I'm not sure. Usually it's about 18 songs per countdown. And since I'm going to combine two months worth of countdowns, that makes it 36. So maybe I'll start you at 40. And and you know what else yeah. we and then And then when you get down to where you have jingles, you can alternate or just do jingles the rest of the way out. 
what I need you to do right now is I need you to I need to hear you say Trek Politics with Mary Trump and Bob Seska. <laughs> Trek Politics with Mary Trump and Bob Seska. Yeah. Thank you. All right, because I got to put that together by the time uh, the er <laughs> the first episode rolls around, which is yeah. early June. We're going to be starting that show. We, we can do we can do more. All I know is you and I are the captain and number one on this starship. That's right, and you know it's funny you mention that because Mary and I just had that conversation. <laughs> who's who's got the con and who's number one? <laughs> well, and obviously Mary Trump's got the con, and and uh -huh. I'm I'm her number one on the show. Think, That's how that uh, works out. Yeah, I think you can wear that proudly. Well, and then sometimes, like for an interview, I'll take the con. You know, she'll well, give me the con, the, and I'll the take captain, over. And, yeah. Exactly. The captain turns it over when, you know, that's Exactly fine. right. That's procedure. All right, let's talk about fucking Elon Musk. <laughs> no, no thank you. Actually, no, let's not talk about fucking Elon Musk. That's hideous. Yeah, we just did that with Rudy, and that was unpleasant, <laughs> <No>. so. <laughs> Gross. All right, so the Turkish government, under the control of autocrat Erdogan, demanded that Elon Musk throttle or restrict I think something like 80 different opposition accounts inside Turkey in advance of Sunday's elections, which are now going to a runoff, which will happen on May 28th. Because he's the free speech guy. Yes, because he's the free speech. And of course, Elon Musk obliged, <laughs> obliged uh, Erdogan's demands. Because his business is crumbling and he didn't want to lose the turkey dollar. Yeah, exactly right. Now, he didn't restrict all 80 accounts, but he did restrict certain opposition accounts that Erdogan requested, or didn't request, he demanded. And the alternative was Turkey was going to shut down the app in the entire country for everybody. What a loss. Yes. Well, here's the thing with that. That's not a real threat, because in 2014, they did the same thing. Erdogan demanded that Twitter uh, restrict certain accounts, and Twitter at the time, for all of its flaws in the Jack Dorsey era, Twitter said, fuck you, Erdogan. We're not going to comply with your demand, you dictator. So Turkey shut off Twitter for the entire country. And then it eventually, they eventually went back to it, and it was fine. But in the process, Twitter instructed, and again, this is 2014, Twitter instructed users in Turkey how to get around that ban by using VPN and other methods. So that's how you do it, especially if you're Elon Musk and you claim to be, and I underscore claim to be, a free speech absolutist. This isn't about, and I know, God, the only people who are dumber than Elon Musk are <laughs> Elon Musk's fanboys. Oh, yeah. Because I did, my video for this week was all about this thing with Turkey and Elon Musk. So good. And the I, it's a deep, it's a, listen, it's a, it can be a little bit of a deep subject. And uh, by listening to this video, and this is one of the things you got to admire about Bob, he's got the research. He knows his stuff. <laughs> and, and you were, you were, you knew stuff that I didn't. And so I learned a lot from, from this. Uh, I, I appreciate that knowledge. I got the documents right here. Hey, look at you all do. the documents about Elon Musk and censorship. Okay. He has the papers. So uh, Elon Musk throttled these accounts. Right. And um, so going back to Elon Musk's supporters, they all mm -hmm. jumped into yeah. my replies and were like, well, I mean, there's no expectation of free speech in Turkey and places like Saudi Arabia. Well, that's not the point. It's not about no. First Amendment in Turkey or First Amendment in <laughs> Saudi Arabia. Obviously, it's the hypocrisy, stupid. That's what that's about, because all this time that Elon Musk has either been hinting or trying to buy 
Twitter or since he has bought Twitter, he's been going on every talk show he can find and saying, I support free speech because I'm a free speech guy and I love right. free speech. And right. Yeah, no, that's not true. Otherwise, you know, he, he would have chosen free speech over protecting his janky investment. And he didn't. He chose to protect his investment. Whatever minor amount of ad revenue he would have received from users in Turkey, he didn't want to forgo that. So he submitted to this dictator. Here's the broader issue with all of this. This should freak us all out. This should, as as Sherry Jacobus put it, this should frighten everybody. Mm -hmm. Because it's likely then... And this has been one of my primary concerns about Elon Musk and Twitter since the very beginning. This is why I've been spending so much time talking about this. Mm. For those of you who are thinking, oh, shut up about Twitter, Bob. Boring. This is what I've been concerned about because he is entirely capable of doing a similar thing in 2024 with our elections. After all, he's already said that the Democrats suffer from the woke mind virus. And, and he's busily uh, repeating white supremacist memes. He was screaming about George Soros yesterday. Not the same way Rudy Giuliani was, but with other ridiculous conspiratorial far-right attacks. This is something that is entirely possible for our next set of elections. Remember what happened in 2016 when social media was off the rails and allowed all kinds of horseshit to skew that election. If it had not happened with social media and that disinformation campaign by Russia, I believe that Hillary Clinton would be two years into her second term right now. Bottom line, if he can do it there, he can do it anywhere. If he can do it there, he can do it here. Right, right. So uh, then we roll into one of the reasons why, or one of the other reasons why Elon Musk complied with this dictator in Turkey, Erdogan. Uh We rewind to 2021 and news that came out in September of 2021. It's about 16 months ago. Elon Musk's U.S.-based SpaceX is set to launch Turkey's first domestically produced communication satellite, TurkSat, I think this is a 0A or 6A, uh-huh. in 2023. After analyzing several companies' efforts and options, SpaceX's Falcon 9 rocket, which is the best option in terms of technical, administrative, and financial aspects, was chosen. Transportation and Infrastructure Minister, and I'm not even going to try to say this guy's name, said in a press release on Friday. Basically, the Erdogan regime struck a deal, a very lucrative deal, with SpaceX to use one of its rockets to launch the TurkSat 6A satellite. Coincidence? I think not. So what do you think? I mean, if suddenly Erdogan is no longer the dictator of Turkey, mm-hmm. do you think the subsequent regime, which would, according to the opposition candidates, would be a much more democratic regime, do you think that democratic regime would continue to do business with a company that was doing business with Erdogan? God, I hope not, although they're, yeah, I'm sure they want the money, but yeah. uh, I, would hope, I would hope not. Well, I would say it's less likely. I mean, if you're Elon Musk and you've overextended yourself to invest in Twitter, you don't want to lose money, especially if if it's SpaceX money. And SpaceX just did a, what was it, a rapid unscheduled disassembly (laughs) four minutes into its most recent rocket uh, launch. So this could be why. This could be a big reason why Elon Musk complied with this mandate. 
I just hope the new government, uh, presuming there'll be one, and we really don't know yet how that's going to turn out, but presuming there's a new government, uh, you know, we have no guarantees that they won't go for that sweet Elon Musk SpaceX money and continue to do business with him. But, I mean, you've presented a good argument for why they shouldn't, uh, but there's always the money factor that has to be considered. Yeah, and I want to add here, too, regarding Twitter, and again, this is... Yet another reason why I think this is an important story, irrespective of whether you're a Twitter user or not. It doesn't matter. You have to admit, even though you've maybe tried Twitter and said, ah, it sucks, not for me, nope, and you're out. You have to understand that it's the centerpiece of the global discourse right now. Every it is world the town leader, square. Yeah, it is yeah. the new modern town square, like it or not. Right. And so that's why I'm putting extra emphasis on this ongoing story. And, and this is another element of it. Twitter, under Elon Musk, has been platforming animal torture videos that I will not describe here because I saw what, I didn't see the videos, but I saw descriptions of the videos, and I wish I could delete that information from my brain. It has been horrifying to me. It has haunted me since I saw the descriptions. They are terrible, terrible things, and what was going on is Twitter's autocomplete and its search function was leading people to that right. to those videos. So if you typed in cats into the search function, one right. of the first results to come up in the suggestions were the cat videos that I'm talking oh, about. Oh. And there were also dog videos as well. Nightmarish stuff. Things that if you have a vivid enough imagination, you can kind of imagine what might have happened in these videos. Terrible, terrible things. And, of course, when there was pushback, when the press got a hold of this information and tried to reach Elon Musk's Twitter to get them to either comment or take this shit down, right. their first email back to Ben Collins from NBC News right. was a poop emoji. Yeah, That's yeah. how Elon Musk responded to this particular story. And that is Elon Musk. Yeah. It is absolutely becoming the new version of 8chan. It's just a slow process. It's going to get there. But the way Elon Musk is running this thing, it's uh, not going to happen overnight. But we're starting to see hints of it, and it's bad shit. Now, I don't want to leave on that note. So I do want to mention one last thing as we wrap up here, Buzz. Uh, The best person in the world this week. Oh, please, yeah. This guy named Joe Flood. Rachel Ah, talked about him last night. Um, this is my favorite story uh, and one of my favorite videos. I, I, I can't really play this, the audio from the video on the show because you kind of need subtitles with it. It's not great. The audio's yeah. not great, yeah. But this guy, Joe Flood, wa- uh, turned up at that Patriot Front rally in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. The, the guys in the various colored khaki pants. Yes, right. And, uh, and he had a, a bullhorn. And he was screaming ridiculous things at the Patriot Front guys. Like he would say, yeah, hi. He would say, hi, hi, fascists. And then he'd say things like, no one likes you. Your mom hates you. Your friends hate you. You were the losers of your high school class. You are sloppy. You're not even matching. This is my favorite part. You all have different types of pants on. Cargo pants are out. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's Re- great. Reclaim your virginity, he was shouting. <laughs> he was, And by the way, one of the reasons why this guy is the best person in the world, 
bike rider. He was on a red yeah. bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the fact that bicycle cops formed a line between him and the the, the Patriot Front so that uh, they wouldn't attack him, you know, to sort of protect him. And uh, they allowed him to continue with his free speech, which uh, it was good to see that. Yeah, I love these guys who are putting their asses on the line or getting skin yeah. in the game. Like, there's and that one guy who always, like, who um, stands outside all the courthouses with those giant signs. Uh, you oh, know the one and, I'm talking about? And the and the whistlers, the the people with the police whistles oh, who yeah, drown yeah. out uh, news conferences by Marjorie Taylor Greene and others. Yeah. Uh, these are all heroes, uh, whether it's this guy uh, shouting silly things at the Patriot Front or somebody blowing a whistle. Uh, it's it's really good to see this, and you know what? Not only is there nothing wrong with this, I think it's it's healthy and helpful. Yeah, it, it really, really is. And I think this same guy, or it may have been another guy, but he also had a bullhorn and a bicycle, showed up at a outdoor Republican press event where they were announcing mm-hmm. some heinous, draconian piece of shit legislation. Right. And this guy showed up and was disrupting it with a bullhorn to the point where they had to stop, mm-hmm. <laughs> they had to stop and walk away. Free speech. More like that, please. That's yes, the please. kind of pushback that we need. It's nonviolent, but so effective. It is. I mean, the signs, that guy with the signs, like standing behind George Santos during one of his press conferences, holding a giant sign that said lies right over his head. I, You know, that's true. Well, we can say this about progressives. We have the better signs. <laughs> Yes, and and you know what? The signs and the noisemakers and the bullhorns, way better than the old days. In the old days, maybe 20 <laughs> years ago, liberals were really good making giant puppets of people, making giant effigies of people, <laughs> right. but I don't right. know how effective those giant oh, puppets Oh, and it's time-consuming. <laughs> yeah, making all those big puppets. Paper mache and glue all over everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Still so much to talk about here on these yes. super long shows these days. But, man. Believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, we keep making all the stops because they keep ringing the bell. Isn't that? <laughs> That's <laughs> Cram- right. That's Kramer's what we suit. do. Kramer's thing on the uh, bus when he commandeered yeah. the bus. Um, let's see what else here. Uh, we didn't talk about how the Republicans lost their informant, so maybe we'll start off there <laughs> yes. uh, on the shadow docket. we got to talk about some good news, possibly from Microsoft. Weird source for good news, but this could be nice. great. You know I've been following this story. Uh, we'll talk about what it is here coming up here on the shadow docket. And a whole lot more, plus the White House plumbers, etc. See you over there, folks. Patreon.com slash Bob Show. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>